This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. And really quick before we jump into the episode, I just want to thank you so much for all of your support. If you hear any evidence that I missed in these episodes or have any questions at all, reach out to me on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash spirit diaries, where you can get different levels of perks. I have early podcast releases, extended cuts of investigations, and other goodies, so if you are interested, go check that out. And otherwise, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to show your support by sharing it with your friends, rating it five stars, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, or whatever it is that you can do on the platform you're hearing me on. I appreciate all that you do in making this podcast possible. Warning, this podcast episode may be disturbing to some listeners. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So we're starting off this episode with more stories of growing up as a medium. And for this story to make sense, make sure you check out episode five, Hey, it's Birdie from the future, and that's actually now episode six. So that was the last story where I started to realize that I was actually seeing real spirits, that this wasn't my imagination like my parents kept saying. This wasn't something I was making up for fun. This wasn't a crazy break in my brain where I was experiencing things that weren't actually there. This was real. And that was absolutely terrifying for me. I hated anything scary. And the fact that I was seeing real dead people scared me even more because I didn't want to. I I didn't know why no one really understood where I was coming from. I didn't know why my parents didn't want me to talk about it. And I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't read scary books. I didn't watch scary TV. I didn't watch scary anything. And yet I was the one 
who was getting all these scary experiences. And it drove me crazy. I frequently tried to forget anything scary existed. I tried to stay positive and forget that it was even a thing. So I had a best friend in elementary school and we hung out all the time. And we often played psychic games. So just, hey, can you guess what I'm thinking about? What color is it? What shape is it? And we did those sorts of games all the time. And she always told me I was right. Who knows if I was ever actually right. And I do remember her being right a good percentage of the time. So I... I I was sort of thinking that perhaps she also experienced what I was thinking because surely there's no way that I was the only one. There 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 had to be some secret that the adults were keeping away from us, right? You know, maybe the grown-ups just didn't want us to know that uh spirits were real because that would that would scare us. So they would try to protect us from it, but we all knew they were real sort of thing. I don't know. I was just trying to come up with any theory that I could to make me feel normal because I wasn't feeling normal and that was scary. During these psychic games, like I said, I started to maybe think perhaps my friend was indeed psychic. I invited her over one time. It was midsummer and all these little wildflowers were in bloom and we picked all these wildflowers and wove them through the chain link that held our swing up in the backyard. And we decorated the swing beautifully. And as we decorated it, I was feeling super spiritual that day and wanted to talk to this friend. We had been friends for several years and I figured maybe maybe we could see if I could talk to her about spirits because at this point I hadn't talked to anyone aside from my parents and whenever I tried they told me very quickly to shut up. So <laughs> I frequently prior to this event where I invited her over and we decorated with flowers and everything I had been seeing these twins in my backyard they were children one was a boy and one was a girl they were always together they looked incredibly similar aside from the hair and they were white they had a sort of auburny brown hair so not super dark not red just that sort of medium hair color it was very straight hair he had very straight hair she had very straight hair and they would just be in the backyard and at first I didn't think anything of it I just assumed that they were neighborhood kids who were in our backyard and eventually it dawned on me that that made no sense at all because our backyard was fenced in. So if these were neighborhood kids, they'd be climbing over the fence and my parents were a little bit 
<laughs> crazy. So they would definitely not be okay with that at all. They would not want any kids wandering their way into our backyard. So I started to put the pieces together of, well, they're wearing old clothing. They don't talk. They play with the toys and the swing set will move and things physically do move. But why are kids in my backyard who I actually have never seen anywhere else around the neighborhood besides my backyard? And I came to the conclusion that they were probably spirits. I seen them once and I did ask my mom, oh, hey, who are those kids? And of course she was like, what kids? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just being silly because I didn't want to tell her that yet again, I was seeing more spirits. So I just sort of let it go and got the confirmation I needed that she did not see them. But these twins, you know, they weren't, they weren't scary. I know thinking of like child twins is a very scary movie thing, especially nowadays. I feel like there's always like a pair of twins in every single scary movie. Actually, I, I don't even know if I can say that because I genuinely still to this day have not watched any scary movies, but I see commercials, right? Those commercials on TV, there's those two little girl twins they show. I don't even know what movie that's from. I'm serious. I'm so serious when I tell you guys I avoided the paranormal at all costs growing up even now. It's literally just now is when I'm starting to embrace it and I'm doing it publicly with you. But hey, again, it's Brittany from the future. I do want to clarify here. This storytelling period came After I had been working on private cases for a few years, I had been out of the closet as a medium for a few years, but I had, when I started this podcast, I went back in the closet and really wanted to stop doing all the spiritual stuff after I had a bad experience with a spirit. I got really scared and yet again, I didn't want anything to do with my mediumship. This podcast came about because I had sort of made a deal with spirit that, hey, if I tell my story on a podcast, can you leave me the fuck alone? And um, that's why the podcast started because I was like, I don't want to do readings anymore. I, I don't feel comfortable doing all this stuff. And spirit activity started to get a little bit uh, aggressive with me again. And it seemed that when I started doing stuff for spirit, the spirit activity got less and less and less and got friendlier. Whereas when I stopped, it got pretty violent toward everybody around me. And this was even people who didn't believe in the paranormal and didn't have paranormal experiences would start opening up to me and being like, listen, things are weird whenever I'm around you. And (laughs) it got overwhelming. So this podcast was a deal of okay, I will come out of the closet one more time as a medium and I will tell my story to a bunch of strangers anonymously and once that story is over, I'm done. 
you're done. We're done together. If you guys are listening to this and know what's happening in current Spirit Diaries times, you all know I'm Spirit One and this has sort of taken over my entire life, which I am happy about now. But at the time of recording this podcast, I was very much under the impression I was going to record a few episodes. I was going to tell some mediumship stories and make peace with the spirit world. And at the end of it, I had fully intended to just say goodbye to mediumship, try to close it off the best I could, or at least pretend it wasn't a thing anymore. Um, So I wanted to give some clarity in here to explain where I was at at recording the podcast and everything that had happened up to this point. So yes, I had been doing private cases at the start of this podcast for a couple of years at that point but there there was just this one case that I was like you know what I'm done (laughs) uh yeah turns out I wasn't but let's get back to the story I didn't I didn't want any of that stuff in my life it was too real it hit too close to home Uh, we'll talk about I did watch one scary movie and that was a mistake and we'll talk about that later um I'm genuine in saying that I did not have any scary sort of influence on me to envision these sorts of things. But when I got in trouble (laughs) as a kid, one of my punishments was that I would get locked outside in the backyard. And when my parents thought I had been out there long enough, they would unlock the door and I'd be allowed to come in. What really sucked is our back door was one of those glass doors so I could see everybody inside. And I think that was part of the punishment to where you can see everybody having fun without you. And anyways, I just, I hated being in the backyard. Whenever I was alone in general, I was very uncomfortable. But what's even more scary is being outside and alone because I feel like I don't have that extra protection I needed and I don't remember really why this sort of started coming about but I don't know if it was just fear I don't know if this was paranormal I I can't remember because this particular memory is so vague so Perhaps it was just fear for all of these skeptics out there. I'm not saying this was real in the slightest, but I used to fear and thought I seen demonic faces sort of forming in the fence and coming out of the fence. And perhaps I was imagining faces within the wood grain that weren't really there, but I was very intimidated and afraid to be in that backyard. But what didn't make it better is the twins were back there. And like I said, they were not scary to me. I I was in no way, shape, or form afraid of them. They were actually very comforting. And I remember playing with them. I have memories playing with them. And we never touched. but And we never spoke. They never, ever talked to me. But... They were always there, and it was nice because I wasn't alone. And I was telling this story. I know it's super easy to be like, ah, you created imaginary friends back there. I really don't think they were imaginary, but I guess they could have been. However, 
I, I, I truly wholeheartedly believe, even my skeptic self, I, I believe they were not imaginary. There was too many weird things with them that if I made imaginary friends, I definitely w wouldn't have picked somebody in weird old clothing. And they did bother me that they couldn't talk. I, if I imagined them, I would have definitely made them a little bit more friendlier because they do, they did look something of a horror film. Anyways, back to me decorating this swing with my friend and trying to figure out if she was psychic. The twins actually were there sort of watching us and were just kind of standing in the back of the yard. They weren't interacting. They weren't playing like they normally did. They were just watching, which was unsettling because that was not typical of their behavior. So I decided to ask her. It's like, hey, I see a girl standing over there. What do you see? And she's like, yep, I see a girl. Great. Great. Okay. What do, what do you see that she's wearing? And I'm looking at this girl and she has a very Victorian style dress on. Very old. It was not fancy. Definitely like a commoner. And I wanted to see if my friend seen this too. And she said, oh, she's wearing really bright flower shorts. They're really cool. And my heart just sank. And I tried one more time. I was like, okay, what color is her hair? And she said, oh, it's blonde like mine. And... Man, I can still feel the disappointment when I realized she was pretending and our psychic games were just us guessing and pretending and none of it was real. And this made me feel so strange because yet again, I started to doubt what I was actually experiencing. Was I just playing pretend? Was this all made up? Is any of this even real? This is fake. We're playing pretend. That's it. She's imaginary. We're both imaginary. Uh, imaginationing. What am I trying? <laughs> We're both imagining different people. It's not the same girl. That girl's not even there. She doesn't even talk to me. What is this? Like, this doesn't make sense. But the guy in the bathroom didn't talk to me either. So they had to be sort of the same, right? I... I don't know. As a kid, all these questions were building up in my mind and I just felt so alone. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. 
Go watch it right now. Subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. So moving on to my next story, I have to set this up that while all of this was sort of happening, I had some strange habits. I am going to say that this is strange. I still think this is strange. I knew it was strange in the moment, and I was so weirded out in the moment that I was doing these sorts of things that I told no one. I actually not never ever told anyone until recently. I told my husband when I was getting ready to record this podcast, and I was like, hey, you want to know something creepy I did as a kid? But, but I, I never told anyone because... In terms of the paranormal, I feel like there's somewhat believable and then there's somewhat creepy and there's totally not believable and then there's so creepy, it's just one of those things you just don't tell people. This is one of them. So again, if you haven't heard episode three, I'd recommend you listen to episode three. This is where I talk about the death of one of my guinea pigs and how we sort of had this strange connection as he was dying. And I had a lot of pets growing up. I really love animals. I loved animals as a kid. Luckily, I was allowed to have little pets like guinea pigs and mice and hamsters and rats. So I was allowed to have them. So I dealt with death quite frequently because especially hamsters have a very short lifespan and... I had a lot of animals, so, of course, over the years, a lot of death. I would take a specialized cloth, and before they died, I would rub the cloth down the body of, for example, this. I did this with my guinea pig, and... Of course, they would shed and it would collect in the fibers of a special cloth I would get. Whether I found it or used a clothing piece, I would find some sort of specialized cloth specifically for this purpose. And I would collect hair on it and then I would fold it up and I put it in the back of my closet. 
Hey, this is Brittany from the future and I do just want to say and really impress upon you that I was very aware this was not normal as a kid, but I almost felt like compelled to do it and a lot of my stuff in childhood was very compelling like witchcrafty type things that I just felt like I should do but I had zero knowledge of and hair is often used in witchcraft or other even religious rituals so People are very attached to hair of themselves and others, whether it's being given as a lock for a gift like we've seen a lot in Victorian times or saved after someone died or used in ritual to make a sacrifice or to give something. But hair is often associated with spirituality and there is just so many world religions and practices that use hair in a number of ways. So of course, as a kid, this weird connection to the hair. I was like, it feels creepy. I know it's creepy, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know where this knowledge came from. You know, I've speculated is some of this perhaps influenced by spirits that were around me as a child? Was it perhaps from a past life that I was carrying over that some weird old knowledge? I, I still don't know really where that intuitive thing came from because in the religion I was being raised as as a child there was no association with hair at least in my sect so it was a really strange occurrence and I I just really want to impress that upon all of you that it is not strange when we're looking at a world religion perspective on it or a spirituality perspective on it and it was weird for me as a little girl who was into like flowers and mermaids and pretty things to do this really weird secretive thing. (laughs) Oh goodness, back to the story. And I didn't know why (laughs) I did that. It, oh, I have full body chills. Ugh, it was strange. And again, like I said, in the moment, I knew it was strange, but it was sort of this knowing that I should do it just in case I needed it. I didn't know what I would need it for, but perhaps I need it. I would see the spirits of my dead animals somewhat regularly, and I could particularly call upon their spirit by doing a few simple things, maybe lighting a candle, holding a pitcher next to the candle, sitting down and envisioning them and essentially what I was doing is holding a little one-person seance to bring the spirit of this animal back and (laughs) I didn't know that's what it was and I didn't do it often but I really love this and I do not know why my parents let me play with candles but I had candles all the time so my cousins came over one time and we sort of got talking about the paranormal and I told them, hey, you know, I can bring my guinea pigs back and I bet you you could see them. And I felt like I could tell them this because they they brought up the paranormal. They were talking about spooky things and I decided, hey, you know what? These are people who I'm going to 
be able to prove this to. And I think at this point, I just wanted somebody to validate me. I, I really liked the fact that I had validation in the man in the mirror. So I really wanted someone else to go, oh yes, I see it too, you're not alone. Hey, it's Future Birdie. Really quick, some information I left out the first time around was why my cousins started bringing up spooky stuff is because my cousins actually lived in a very haunted house. And this was a phenomenon that everybody knew of in the family. We all were aware that their house was haunted. People who visited them would say, oh my goodness, your house is haunted. And we all knew that this man haunted their house and you would hear him go up and down the stairs all the time. Again, this was a very normal phenomenon for them to experience in their home. So them talking about the paranormal didn't come straight out out of left field. It was something that was just, oh yeah, our house has a ghost. And that was normal for them. I didn't get to hang out with these cousins a lot. I was only in that house once or twice and I was very scared inside, obviously because of the ghost and I didn't like it. But yeah, I just want to say that even though talking about spirit stuff was very normal for them, it wasn't in my particular family unit. So <laughs> we decided that we were going to go forward and do this seance to bring back one of my guinea pigs. And they also said next time they'd come back and we would have a sleepover to do this, they would bring what they would call a Ouija board. <laughs> and I had no idea what that was, but I was like, sweet, let's bring some guinea pigs back for a sleepover. And I didn't think this was creepy. I didn't, I don't know. It was something I just innately knew how to do, which is terrifying. So, they came over and we were playing with the Ouija board. I don't know what happened. I do remember it was moving around, but I don't think anything significant came through. Otherwise, I feel like I would remember that. I don't know if it moved on its own or if they were messing around and moving it. I, I couldn't say for sure because, again, I, I don't have any significant memories of anything happening. So I'm going to go ahead and assume we were likely just screwing around and nothing happened. We then got to the seance part. And so I directed them to sit in a circle and we put a candle and a picture of the guinea pig. And I went and I got this hair cloth and put it with the guinea pig to help summon it. And I directed them and we all held pinkies and linked ourselves together. And we swung our hands inwards and outwards from the circle as I directed them to chant his name. And I told them we would do this three times. So we'd swing in, swing out, chant his name, swing in, swing out, chant his name, swing in, swing out, chant his name. And on that last time, bring your hands all the way up and then let them fall. And he would be there. Hey, 
This is Birdie from the future, and oh my goodness, I know I'm being so interrupty this episode, but there is so much here, and this is such a huge moment to really point out this strangeness of growing up as a medium. So no, I did not know what a seance was, and I had no idea that this is how you actually hold a seance. This is something I thought I made up. I truly wholeheartedly was like, I feel like (laughs) we should do this, and I feel like we should do that. I had no idea that candles were thing to set the mood to be this sort of protective light and create this warmth of a barrier I had no idea that bringing photos or items of the person you're trying to contact was a thing and holding pinkies just felt right I didn't know that you were supposed to sit in a circle for a seance like you are and creating a shared energy by holding hands is something you do in a real seance and that is to really create this circular shared energy that is perfectly in this circle and to create a connection between you and the others and the spirits and that this motion of swinging in and out was creating this raising of energy and this connection of energy and that chanting the name over and over is such a tool that you use in modern seance and chanting is totally a thing to bring forth the spirits to almost get in this meditative mindset to get in this unison and circular and raising the energy and all All of these things I truly had no idea about. I had no idea I held a straight up Victorian seance (laughs) in my bedroom on the floor. And this was just really, really neat that it had happened that way. And I would, I wish I could go back in time and ask myself like, but tell me why you're choosing these things. Tell me why you decided this. I I don't remember the specifics of why. All as I remember is that that's just the way it was. That's just what you did. If I wanted to talk to my guinea pig, that's what I did. And I, I don't know where that knowledge came from. Let's get back to the good part. Again, I have no freaking clue why I made this up or had knowledge of this. I don't know. I don't know. It's scary. I get it. It's weird. I get it. To this day, I still have no knowledge of seances, so how accurate this is and how people go about doing that stuff, I don't know. Future Birdie, I do now know. I did not know at the time of recording. That's why that last little bit was in there, because I know now. Okay, bye. But... For the sake of the story, it was freaking weird, and I know it. I'm on your side of you guys being like, what the heck is going on? What is she talking about? I'm with you. Trust me, I'm with you. I I understand I was a creepy child. It still creeps me out to this day. I'm on your guys' side. (laughs) So we did this chant, and we raised our hands up and let it fall, and sure as freaking day there was my guinea pig sitting right in the middle as this sort of transparent see-through energy and I looked at their faces and of course I had a big smile on my face I'm like woohoo you guys see it right you guys see it right like I'm not crazy you see it my guinea pig isn't he adorable we all know he's adorable right and their faces Mouths open, jaws agape. I, 
uh, they, they were terrified, terrified. And the, but their eyes, this is the best part. Their eyes were directly focused on where my guinea pig was as a spirit and just chilling there. They were looking at him. And I was excited. I, I Even right now, I'm smiling because I'm like, they seen it. I knew they seen it. My little kid was like, woohoo, yes, I'm not alone. And they freaked out. They got up. They were scared. They packed up their Ouija board. They called their mom. And they were like, you're a freak. You're a weirdo. We're leaving. And they left. I was heartbroken. This was the time when I thought I had found someone, especially family, to understand what was going on. I thought I had them. I thought I had somebody to confide in. I thought I had somebody who was okay with this strange world. And I thought they were there for me. And they weren't. And it it's heartbreaking because yet again, here I am, this young child in elementary school, alone and isolated with this weirdness surrounding every fiber of my being. And it was earth shattering. It hurt so bad because every time I every time I tried to open up to someone, it I was just completely let down. I decided at this point that I was never going to speak to anyone again about my mediumship. I didn't know what mediumship was, so I just decided, you know, I'm not going to talk to anybody else about ghosts at the time because I, I didn't know again. I had I knew nothing. So I decided no more ghost talk. I'm not going to look for them. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not doing any more candle seances. And I don't know what I called them. Um, I, I don't remember what my word for seance was. But I was not going to do any more candle time with the animals. I wasn't going to look for the twins. And if I seen them, I would just look down. I'd look away. They wouldn't talk to me. So if I didn't look at them, you know, I could imagine they weren't even there. And that's what I started doing. I completely isolated myself from the strange and it didn't stop. I heard voices calling me at night. I heard voices just talking at night. I was constantly terrified of the bathroom and constantly felt strangeness in there. And it, it never disappeared. But if I ignored it, that was at least a little bit closer to it being gone. And there are some times where I wouldn't have anything strange happen for weeks, for months. And it was so random. There wasn't, you know, any triggers. It wasn't a constant, nonstop barrage of things. Sometimes it really was nonstop. But it was just a part of life. And I knew that even in elementary school that this was just something, this was my burden to bear. It was a secret I would have to keep. And it was a secret that I could never let anybody know. 
and I would just try my best to act like a normal person. Thank you again for listening to The Spirit Diaries. Thank you.